This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Loyola Chicago is going back to the NCAA tournament. Consecutive trips for the first time in program history since the early 60s. The Ramblers are headed to the field of 68. They are Missouri Valley Conference champions. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. On a Monday, we'll get to some NBA of Eric Eager, pro football focus later in the show as the NFL Combine wraps up in Indianapolis and a lot of change probably to the top of the NFL draft. So we'll get to all that right now. We're going to go to the Roman guest line. Mike DeCourcy is going to join us. Sporting News on College Hoops as we get towards conference tournament week with the big conferences. Mike, welcome to the show. And um, let's start here with a little bit on the Big Ten. We saw the co-champions yesterday, Wisconsin, Illinois. When you look at the Big Ten, Mike, Who's your favorite team to go the deepest in the tournament? Like of all these teams, which one do you like best when we get to selection Sunday and the actual tournament two weeks from now? The team that I still think is built the best to do well in March is Illinois. I've, I, that's been my position from the beginning. They have been through an awful lot in terms of injury and the, the, the ridiculous Kofi Coburn suspension to start the year, uh, some COVID illnesses, the whole thing. And all of that has uh, sort of uh, delayed their progress, their, their coalescence as a team. And that's, that's most obvious with Andre Curbelo, who was entering the year expected to be one of the top point guards in college basketball. Missed six weeks early in the year because of injury. Later missed uh, a couple of games because of illness. So getting him totally incorporated into the team, I mean, they had to move on. They had to figure out other ways to win. And now they're trying to reintroduce him to, to the team. And on Sat Sunday uh, against Iowa, he was absolutely fabulous and ch- turned around the game early in the second half. And then down the stretch, he, he's a high-risk player, which is fine at times, but you don't want to be a high-risk player 
when you're up five with two minutes left in the game. That's the time to turn down the wrist, to turn it off, and, and just play wise, and he did not. Uh, Mike, there are a lot of uh, – throughout the season, Purdue's been talked up a lot. Now, we know the issues with their defense and uh, a bad finish to the regular season. A lot of chatter about Wisconsin getting lucky, but – uh, some of the some of the numbers certainly like Iowa, and uh, not a lot of people talk about Iowa. Where are you on the Hawkeyes? Yeah, I, I think that this is a this is an improving team because of their defense. This is a program that has been built on offense for more than a decade, and if you look at their Ken Palm numbers, there you'll find a lot of seasons where their defense is is not impressive, and this year it's still not at championship level but it's much better. And it, with, with the offense still performing at an elite level, top five offense, I, I haven't checked uh, in, a few, in a few days, but it's somewhere in the top five among all Division I teams. So they have that ability with Keegan Murray and his scoring ability. They have, they have emphasized uh, their, their defensive component and, and you know, made some adjustments to their rotation to make sure that they're uh, getting good defensive play, and so I think they're dangerous. I, I would not want them. I would not want to have to deal with Keegan Murray in, in an NCAA tournament setting. He can score so many ways, and if they're hanging in on defense and then turning the ball over to guys like Keegan, I think they have a chance to do well. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What's been your assessment of Rutgers as the Scarlet Knights earn a double bye in the tournament? Yeah, that's one of the really amazing things that I've seen. Not because at the beginning of the year, I thought they were going to be really good. I mean, they lost a couple of guys from three guys from their rotation. Miles Johnson's now at UCLA. Uh, Jacob Young is at Oregon. And uh, you've got Montez Mathis across the river in, at St. John's. And I thought that that, that losing those three players would hurt a little, but I thought that it also would allow the five who remained to elevate, to, to get more minutes, to not have to always think, okay, if I miss this shot, you know, maybe I'll be coming out because we got another guy who's almost as good as me or just as good as me or whatever. And it didn't happen that way. Without those other three, they were, they were a fair bit less dynamic at four of the five positions, and that made an impact in how they defended, and they weren't able to successfully transition to the new approach until we got to January or so. And then they started to beat the best teams in the big 10 and their, their 12 wins in the big 10 uh, that, that wasn't scheduling. It, in a lot of cases, you'll see that happen. Get teams overachieve because their schedule 
is very favorable. All the tough teams at home, all the easy teams on the road, you get a lot more wins that way. But they they play tough teams all around. I mean, they 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 lost some of those road games, but they played them. They then went to Wisconsin, got a win. They they went to Indiana this past week in kind of a pseudo play-in game for the NCAA's, and they won that. Uh, they're doing everything that could be asked of them, and. I, I, it's a team that probably will struggle to score enough to last long in the NCAA tournament, but with the right matchups could maybe win a couple of games. Mike, Baylor is a team that that's intrigued me now the last couple of weeks. I, I feel like there might be some Baylor fatigue. We know what they did last year and it's like, oh yeah, they're really good again. I, I think they're championship worthy again. How good do you think this Baylor team is as we head to March? Well, the one thing that it's, it's, I think this Big 12 tournament will tell us a little bit uh, because they're kind of a different team, not only than they were last year, but than they were a month ago. When they had Jonathan Chamochachawa, they could do a lot of the same things defensively that they did last year, where they could basically uh, guard you hard on the perimeter because they knew they could control the paint with the big body that, that Chamochachawa is and, and use that physicality to, to, to dominate opposing big men in, in or, and around the lane. And, when he was lost with a knee injury, they had to do two things. One, their freshmen had to step forward. Those guys, uh, uh, Sohan, uh, uh, those guys had been sort of they, not drifting, but stepping forward here and there, but weren't really sure when it was their moment. Well, now it's their moment. They have to play great. And that's the first element of it. And the second element of it is they have to be more offensively dynamic. They, they're still going to try to play great defense, but they're not going to be as good defensively as they were. So they have to be better offensively. And I think we've seen that work. Automatic bids over the weekend for Murray State and Loyola. Which team is scarier in the tournament? I think Murray is because they have uh, such dynamic play from the perimeter. They can really shoot the basketball. They can get on a roll and, They'll, but the the interesting thing is, I think they'll also be favored in their first game, which doesn't always happen with mid major champions. I, I'll be shocked if they're not uh, an eight or above. And frankly, for me, it's it's it'd be a solid seven. I, I would not want them in an eight nine game because I wouldn't want them. To, I wouldn't want a one seed to have to play them in the second round. I think they've earned better than that. Uh, we'll see whether the committee agrees with me, but everything seems to indicate that that's the way it should go based on metrics. Based on their performance, they should. I think Loyola did a great job. They, they struggled in January, February. They lost. I think they were three and five against the next best three teams in their league: Northern Iowa, Missouri State, Drake. I think they were three and five during the regular season against those teams. And I was getting yelled at by uh, Loyola fans that they should be in the field because they had. You know, a nice net rating or whatever. But you know, if you're losing the best teams in your league, why would why would the committee think that you're going to beat the best teams in the country? When you look at the NCAA tournament, which teams uh, that could be long shots do you see potentially making the Final Four? Well, you know, this it's interesting that you say that because I, about a week ago I started to think, when have we had a field where? Even the best teams were severely flawed. When was, when was the last time you could think of that? And, and what I came up with was 2014. And that was the year that Florida was the best team in the country regular season-wise. But I looked at them and I said, there is no way they're going to win a championship. They just don't have the talent. They're, they're a terrific team. Patrick Young, an absolutely wonderful college basketball player, but not a pro. 
And so how are you going to win a championship without a pro? Well, nobody does, so they weren't going to do it. So who would? And it turned out to be UConn that pulled it off coming out of a seven seed. And, and Kentucky that made it all the way to the championship game as a nine because they were loaded with pros. And I think that's this kind of year where maybe, maybe a Memphis or a Carolina, which has both of which have real talent. I wouldn't have said Carolina until I saw what I saw Sunday, Saturday, excuse me. And I don't want to be carried away by that. But if you're talking about teams that are deep in the field that can maybe do what Kentucky did in 2014, that's one that you'd have to think about. And then Memphis probably has even more talent than Carolina. I mean, they've, got, they've got at least one first-round lottery-type pick in, in their lineup, and they've got multiple terrific college players on top of that. They had really not good chemistry for a lot of the year. They seem to have found a sort of a, a, a common ground uh, in wanting to be good. And last two, three, four weeks, they have been outstanding and just absolutely dominated Houston yesterday. Mike, how good is the SEC? Um, you know, it, it, we think of it as a football conference, but you look up and down this year between Kentucky and Auburn and Tennessee. I mean, there, there's some really good teams there. Uh, do you agree with the perception that, that this has now become one of, if not the best conferences in college basketball? Yeah, the, the, what I would say is what, you look up and down. No, you don't want to look down. Do not look down in the SEC. <laughs> that, that, that is not handsome to, to look at. Up, yes, they're fabulous. Uh, Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, and LSU. They're all really strong teams and dangerous teams in the NCAA tournament. Why it's not the best conference is because of that down. If you look in the Big 12, there is no down. Big 10, a little bit more toward the bottom. There's some some teams that aren't great, but then you saw Nebraska, Maryland, uh, those teams still capable of beating really good teams, just not capable of having really good seasons. That's not happening in the SEC they need to, to get better down there, but the top of the league, and it, and it helps the top of the league when you've got more teams that can't hurt the top. Uh, if you've got you know Auburn and, uh, and Kentucky and those sorts of teams not having to necessarily play their A games to win every game, it gives them an opportunity to, to conserve some energy for the most important, crucial time of the year, which is now. Well, the top of the Big 12 also very strong. We we all know about Baylor and Kansas, but but how are you feeling about Texas and uh, and Texas Tech? And wouldn't that be something if those two teams could somehow find a way to face off at some point? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, their games this year have been uh, raucous and and compelling and uh, highly intense. And I, I think you know when you look at them as a team, you you feel better about Texas Tech because they are a team. They are completely together. If they weren't, they would be down. Uh, based on talent, they'd be down there with the, you know, with TCU or maybe below because the talent isn't overwhelming. But they are such a great team. They they play so well together. Uh, they 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 have a chance to advance. I don't know how far because eventually they'll probably play a team that does have a dynamic offense and that can score just enough to get past them. I think that's what will happen. I don't know, maybe Sweet 16. It's hard to say without a bracket, but uh, Texas, Texas just doesn't seem to be able to build a level of consistency. But then you look at their record, and it's like, that's not bad. I mean, they've got, they won a lot of games. They finished high in the league. Uh, maybe we expect too much, but the talent says they should be better than they are. Uh, so, and then whenever a team's talented, they have a chance in the tournament because 
what ultimately happens in the NCAAs, ultimately, doesn't happen in every game, but you, you, you go out there, you study film all day, you put out the perfect game plan as a coach, and ultimately there's a player or players who say, look, you can't stop me. I'm too good for you. And Texas has some of those kinds of guys. They just haven't been able to consistently win those, those tough games when they've been presented with those challenges. Which team are you highest on coming out of the Pac-12? Um, Arizona has been a little bit of a surprise. And then UCLA, they were successful last year in the tournament, returned a lot of players. Um, which team do you think have the highest ceiling out of the Pac-12? Well, Arizona definitely does. I mean, they have a pro guard in Benedict Matherin. He's, he's, he's going to be in the NBA soon, and I think he has a chance to do well there. He can, he can create his own shot. He's got great positional size. Uh, he can shoot from deep, although he doesn't do it a ton. When he does it, he makes them. He, he's a very, very talented player. And then you look at the front court with guys like uh, Coloco, who can defend the rim so well. I, I think that they have a chance to do very well in the NCAA tournament. They'll most likely be a one seed. It would take some sort of disaster for them to lose that. And then it'll come down to can Kirk Creesa make jump shots when they need them. I think that'll be what decides whether or not they win the biggest games. Because other than Matherin and Creesa, they don't have a lot of three-point dynamism. They're among the least productive and active three-point shooting teams among the best teams. And I just think in 2022, with so many teams out there scoring points, three points at a, scoring three points at a time, that eventually you're going to need a fair amount of those. In 95, I think... UCLA won with two three-pointers in the semis and two in the final. I believe that was the number. I think they were two of six in both games. I don't think that's going to happen in 2022. Yeah, I don't think so either. The game has changed so much. Mike, we appreciate hopping on. Mike DeCorey of the Sporting News at College Hoops on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Bet QL. That is um, th- that that nugget there on the three pointers is unbelievable, isn't it? Two uh, did one he in this... did he just tip it in on Memphis, Mike DeCourcy there at a, at, a, at one twenty, maybe a forty to one that, I think that he is did. available for the yes. final four. Maybe I think I think we're in. We're all in as a show. We'll do NBA next. Joe Ojo, Jared Hawks for Bet QL Daily right here on the Bet QL Network. <laughs> 